1: we 're going to talk about start by talking uh, an issue that i 've been talking about for a long time i 've always told you over the last fifteen years i 've thought that the press was moving uh, towards uh, reporting fake news instead of news that we 'd move from objective journalism to advocacy journalism and my good friend Mike Cutler is joining us today he 's written a new article you have got to read this i'm just telling you you have got to read this fake news and orwell's ministry of truth now if you've never read 1984 i'm going to tell you where have you been what are you doing you, you spend the few hours it will t- it will take to read 1984 because 1984 it took a little longer than 1984 but it is here and it is now uh, I was like I was telling you the other day, I was watching TMC the other night, and they had a an hour interview with Faye Dunaway, who I've <laughs> always admired as an actress. And she's done some fantastic movies. And uh, she did one movie that I loved when it came out at first, because I got into this business as a reporter. Uh, And doing news and being, you know, an objective journalism uh, journalist, not a uh, advocacy journalist. And I'm not going to take time that I normally take to explain the difference between the two. But last but not least, the movie that I saw when it came out back in about, I guess, 76, maybe, was Network. Uh, People remember that. Movie for one scene basically, and one scene only, and it's Albert Finch saying, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And uh, that's lived on in the annals of of movies uh, since. Well, they had they replayed that movie uh, last weekend on a Saturday night, and I watched it again. My wife had never seen it, and I said, You got to watch it. Well, Lo and behold, Michael, you're going to love this. I know you remember that movie, but go watch oh, it now. On DVR. We watch it periodically as a reminder. Absolutely. It's. Be- hey, news is what network was back in '76. Remember how upset the networks became because of that movie? You said, "Oh, we'll never be like that. That's never going to happen." And it is right now. It is exactly where the the uh, the networks are at. It's it's. Uh, well- pleasurable watching instead of news, you know what I'm saying?
0: Well, absolutely. I think it was Doug McClure, if I'm not mistaken, who called TV the the vast wasteland.
1: Uh, Yeah, McClure, yeah.
0: McClure, McClure, that's right. But the point of the matter is, and I studied uh, TV production, if I hadn't become a federal agent, I was thinking about becoming a journalist. My degree was in communications, arts, and sciences. I call it my B.A. and (laughs) B.S. But... uh, but in reality, ethical journalists and federal agents are very similar. In both cases, you're supposed to be a fact finder. That's for a journalist, right. the, the end product is a report, a story to enlighten the, the masses, especially in a democracy, in a democratic republic. You have to know what the heck's going on. so You know who to vote for. You know what the issues are. But you have to have the unvarnished objective truth. As an agent, the goal is to do an investigation that may exonerate someone or may cause someone to uh, become prosecuted or administratively as an immigration agent deported from the United States. So there's real weight behind what both professions do, and both are supposed to be honest. When it's not honest, and you look at what happened to Donald Trump uh, and his people, it was disgusting and frightening. And by the way, full disclosure, for those of you who aren't familiar with me, I was with the INS for 30 years. I've been before a bunch of congressional hearings. I was called by the Democrats and the Republicans, and I'm registered as a Democrat. The problem is the Democrats are no longer Democrats, and someone could certainly argue neither are the Republicans Republicans. But, my gosh, the politicians who took an oath to defend and protect the Constitution and who promised their constituents that they're going to look out for you these guys are bigger con artists than Madoff. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know what's really what's really accelerated the process? I think is the decisions by two decisions by the Supreme Court. Number one, that companies are constituents. It doesn't say we the corporate executives in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. Okay. Number two, Citizens United, which means unlimited amounts of money can be pumped into political campaigns. We now need a new official in the cabinet. We need to have an auctioneer because this is now a bidding war. And, of course, the politicians will say, well, I don't take the bid contributions as they cross their both fingers behind their back. Because yeah, I don't, I don't they take the PAC money. Dollar check. No, right, right. And that's the big bucks. But guess what? The party does, and guess what the party does with it? They dole it out to the people that play the game the right way. And if you don't play it the right way, You're not getting a nickel. And I have seen political hits put on politicians. This happens in both parties. If they don't tow the company line, they cut off the money. And that is the mob equivalent of kneecapping somebody. So when they say, we don't take PAC money, they sure do indirectly. So the political parties become money launderers. And I assure you, the leadership of the political parties tell the politicians where the money came from and who has to be satisfied. So you know what you have here? An employer-employee relationship, because when you have an employer, you do what you're told, and they pay you for it. Isn't that how a job works? I don't well, care I... if you're a street sweeper or a brain surgeon, and that's what we have here. The politicians know what they have to do if they want that check. They become employers of the of the PACs.
1: Well, I've always said, you know, what is the difference between someone who gives uh, whatever the max is that you can give uh, to a candidate? And the max is there is no max, because if you give it through a PAC, you can give more money than what the government Mm -hmm. says you can give to a candidate. But the bottom line is, I mean, what's the difference between giving uh, $50,000 to a candidate? Why is that considered a political contribution? And you give $50,000 to a, a candidate expecting him to do X, Y, and Z, and that's considered a bribe. I, right. I've never uh, read it. Uh, uh, I don't know the differentiation uh, there.
0: There is. That's all Orwellian. And let's dispense with one word. We've got to stop using one particular phrase that's dangerous and wrong, political correctness. Because it yeah. sounds like we're being complite and considerate. And Americans are among the most considerate, polite, and compassionate people in the world. Of course, they've turned that that virtue into a vulnerability, but it's not Orwellian. It's Orwellian newspeak. It's not political correctness, and that's a really important distinction. Words are being used to alter the way we understand issues. Uh, And in fact, I'm so glad you're talking about 1984. I talk about it all the time, and you know, I do an internet radio show. I'll be on tonight at uh, at uh, seven o'clock East Coast time at the Michael Cutler Hour on Blog Talk. But I always insist on this, and I also do podcasts with Dennis Michael Lynch, and I do the same thing there. Newspeak explains it all. But if you go to the appendix of 1984, it says this about Newspeak. The purpose of Newspeak was not only to provide a medium of expression for the worldview and mental habits, to and devotees of the English Socialist Party, or what they called Inc. sock, but to make all other modes of thought impossible. And they give an yep. example. The word free still existed in Newspeak, but it could only be used in such statements as the dog is free from lice or the field is free from weeds. It could not be used in the old sense of being politically or intellectually free, since political and intellectual freedoms no longer existed, even as concepts, and were therefore of necessity nameless. Quite apart from the suppression of the definitely heretical words, the reduction of vocabulary was regarded as an end in itself, and no word that could be dispensed with was allowed to survive." Newspeak was designed not to extend but to diminish the range of thought, and this purpose was indirectly assisted by cutting the choice of words down to a minimum. So think about what we do on Twitter. Let's eliminate all the unnecessary words, let's forget about nuance, and then let's change the words so we confound any possibility of having an honest, open conversation about any significant topic. That's why it is all Orwellian newspeak, not political correctness, that we're now being subjected to.
1: Well, what then you, you have about? you have a whole you have a whole uh, uh, group of people a uh, group of people who sit and watch Netflix, who sit and watch uh, television, and who sit and watch uh, the the net and watch uh, short yep. pieces of video. And they have the you know they they have the attention span of a gnat, mm-hmm. and because of yep. that, they don't sit down uh, like it it was at one time and read. Uh, long op-ed pieces uh, to consider the different sides of an issue.
0: Right. Everybody wants instant whatever. Let's have a solution. Wall on the border. Let's talk about something else. Right? Yeah. Instant w- w- whatever it is. Five words or less. Uh, people, I, I write articles for Front Page Magazine, and the uh, this article you're talking about is for Front Page. I've been uh, happy I to work writing for them for the last five or six years. David was Freedom Center, Front Page Mag. And people say to me, well, I, I can't get past the headline. Why? I don't have that te- the attention. Really? <laughs> you, say, if you can't get past the headline. And look at what passes for news on TV. A three-minute food fight by two people who know nothing about the topic.
1: <laughs> love you, Michael. And
0: people say, well, I'm well informed. Sure you are. You think so, huh?
1: Yeah. The think about what food my- fight is not a news program. Here's the key. Think of that. Michael said, people, I, ca- I can't get past the headline quote here's the headline fake news and orwell's ministry of truth now here's the problem michael with the headline it's it's it has a supposition in it and that is yep. that the person who reads it understands what you mean when you say fake news and especially when you say orwell's ministry of truth yep you're I right
0: there's another problem Guys, I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, they, they, we, you, and I, we had to read 1984 when we were in either late junior high or probably uh, early to middle high school. Kids today, well, they don't even—they're not book even book mentioned. Book, so we reread it. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's not even mentioned to the kids now because well, yeah, we're living—we're living, we're right. living I, I it now. It.
0: Well, but yeah. my kids read it because I demanded it. And this is another part of the problem I, I hear with parents all the time. I have four kids. We've been blessed. They're, they're wonderful. Uh, we have really terrific kids and one, two amazing grandchildren. That's who I'm really fighting for. But yes, when people say here. to me, I'm my daughter's best friend, I'm my son's best friend, and I say, okay, how old is your son? He's 14. Folks, if you're an adult and trying to be a 14-year-old's best, uh, best friend, get counseling quickly. Children need parents. Okay, my father used to say to me, "May rest in peace." Better you should cry today than I have to cry tomorrow.
1: Oh, that's good. And if you're
0: running around trying to placate a 14 year old, it's not going to end well. And you know, I I used to say to my father, "Dad, we live in a democracy," and he would say, "Outside, not in here." (laughs) That's right. When you can go on your own and pay the rent and put food on your table. Then he said, you'll have as much democracy as you want. But in this house, I pay, I call the shots, and that's the way it works. But if you don't like it, find someone to call and complain about it. Right, and that's what it's about. So when, when they said to me, my kids said, we don't have to read 1984. I said, yes, you do. And they did. And I think they're the better for it. Folks, we've got to look at our children and understand that they are in training for the rest of their lives. They're not always going to be living in the room next door to your bedroom, you know. It's hard to realize it when you're a parent and your kids are young and you're going crazy and you're doing the the inevitable juggling act. But we're trying to turn out successful, decent, moral, and honorable adults. That's the process. Schools should be boot academy for life, not remedial reading and basket weaving, Okay. Mm -hmm. And and so this is about being prepared for life. I lost my parents to cancer when I was in college. It was a nightmare. They died within a year of each other. But because of the way they raised me, I was able to soldier on. I've been on my own since I was 21. But they gave me the foundation to stand on my own two feet and make rational decisions based on facts. How many adults today are capable of making rational decisions based on facts? That look, for a question? A,
1: look, look around and see where our country is right now, and I think we, it's a pretty easy question to answer. 621, time for our first break. Michael Cutler is my guest. It's been a while since we had Michael on. We usually have him on to talk about illegal immigration because he was so closely associated with that for years in his job. But today we have him on to talk about fake news and Orwell's Ministry of Truth. <laughs> And when we come back, i got to ask you if you saw the uh, uh, coronavirus uh, news uh, presser that they had a couple of nights ago when Trump and uh, the press really got into it, and it was a real eye-opener about how the press does their job now. we got more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. My special guest... uh, whom I consider a very special friend as well, is Michael Cutler. Uh, Michael uh, is like me. He's been around a long time. A lot of the things that we see now, we've seen before, and we've seen it play out. Uh, I will say, typically, I saw it beat down and put to the side years ago, but now uh, what I look at as Uh, being terrible, terrible things moving in the media and in our school systems and things of that nature have been accepted when they were rejected uh, up until about the, uh, I would say, about the 83 uh, mark, 1983. After that, Things really started changing, and in the last ten years, it has totally accelerated. So it's good to have Michael along with us. He has a great article out. I know a lot of you don't like to read, but I'm going to suggest that you uh, go to Front Page Mag and and read this article that he has out right now because. It's something that I've talked about with you many, many years in a row. Uh, I bring 1984 up. I bring uh, you know, uh, you know, Brave New World and uh, Stranger in a Strange Land and all these different books that I've read over my career. Uh, I brought them up to you because these authors. We're seeing things that were happening in our countries and in our nations and not necessarily just in America. I mean, Orwell was all about Britain and about how Russia was trying to to, uh, you know, cause problems for Britain and uh, with socialism and and with communism. And uh, it's just scary the way that uh, a lot of the things that, Michael, I have fought against all my life. There are so many people now, and I will say if you're younger than 30, you're one of those people that have swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. You really have. You know, a a fish typically will bite a hook, but if they get really hooked— They swallow the hook, they swallow some of the line the hook is on, and they swallow it all the Mm -hmm. way up to the sinker, which means they're really, really hooked. And a lot of you are that way now. I mean, I I still to this day cannot understand how socialism got the grip in our country again today, except that parents didn't do their jobs until their school systems quit teaching this crap. Well, I'll my parents happened, used to though. do that. But here's Go the ahead. thing. And, and, you
0: know, I'm, I, I'm yeah, sure, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I, I'm Jewish, and we saw what happened in the Holocaust. Half my mom's family was wiped out. I was named for my mother's mother who was killed in Poland because of our religion. And if you look at Germany before Hitler, it was the most intellectual and liberal country in all of Europe. They cranked out the best scientists. Think of Albert Einstein and a long, long, long list. Think of all the rocket scientists and engineers who built what well, were weapons of terror. I mean, you know, I have mixed feelings about Wernher von Braun. As a kid, I thought, wow, you know, my, my original dream is yeah. to be an aerospace engineer. Two of my boys are engineers. But Germany went hard right. Why? Because their economy faltered under the Weimar regime,
1: and people who are starving and people who are failing will grasp anything. All right. And I so, want you to keep – what do you say, Michael? Problem. Hey, Michael, I need, to, I need you to stop yeah. right there. We're coming up on news, and then we'll come back okay. and we're going to pick up right there. There's been a couple of TV shows out that have raised interesting points that if people watch them, it'll make them think. Now, they may not want to, but it'll make them think. One yeah. is Hunters and the other is The Plot Against America. We're going to take a break. we got the news. Let's get to that right now. All right, we continue here on a Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Michael Cutler is my guest. He is a writer. He is a broadcaster. He was a federal agent. He worked with uh, INS, which was the precursor of ICE. Uh, They just changed the name is all that happened there. Uh, And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that has been around. He's been involved. He had his job and... uh, he saw a lot, he knows a lot, and we like to have him on to talk about uh, the issues of the day. And so he's joining us today. He's got a brand-new article out, and what you want to do uh, is go to, uh, what is it, where, where should they go to, frontpagemag.com?
0: Frontpagemag.com, front and also my own website, by the way, is michaelcutler.net. But this is the article, and I do a lot of writing for Front Page Mag, Front Page Magazine. So it just came out yesterday. I'm very happy they published it. <clears throat> and, you know, one of the things I want i want to make a real important point, folks, Democrats and Republicans, I don't mean the parties. And, by the way, the parties act in collusion all the time. For all the talk about how they would never cooperate, last year the Democrats and Republicans in the House, by a wide margin, passed three really bad immigration bills, okay? So a lot of the fighting you see is like when you watch wrestling. It's not real. It's ketchup. It's not blood that you see on the guy's head, Okay. But right. as Americans, we need to focus more on what makes us similar than what makes us different. Um, I'm registered as a Democrat. and You probably think, my gosh, I'm a conservative. Why, why is this guy making sense? Or maybe you don't think I make sense. I don't know. <laughs> but if, you, if, if you're rational, well, who knows? But if you're rational, we all have the same concerns. We want the government to do three essential things for us. We want us to be kept safe from our enemies. And by the That's way, right. ICE and Border Patrol back up the military. The goal of the military is to keep our enemy as far from us as possible, up close and in a person. Guess who does that job? The immigration service, when I was there, was the, provided the second largest contingent of agents to the Joint Terrorism Task Force and agents to the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force. I've arrested terrorists, and I spent uh, 15 years on the Drug Task Force and over at DEA Intelligence, okay? Then we want the, the, the police to keep our streets safe, and we want the schools to educate our kids, it's very simple. That's what we want. We want a secure future for our children. We want to live in peace and have opportunities to succeed. Very simple. Yeah. And the way that the media has taken us apart, well, I'm not going to listen to that network because they're liberal. I'll listen to that network because they're conservative. Who ever heard of that? I used to turn on Walter Cronkite, Eric Severide, Huntley and Brakeley, and we watched the news. Eric Severoid There was the news. Edward R. Murrow. There was the news. There's only one version of the truth. Yes, certain journalists, we all bring prejudice to the story because past experiences, orientation, we don't all see things through the same prism. But essentially, the evening news was the evening news. It wasn't a food fight. It wasn't this ridiculous political consultant coming on. What's a prerequisite for a political consultant? What do you have to be? And, you know, when politicians get all excited and up, oh, I'm a politician. Really, what's the requirement to be a congressman? convince the fools to vote for you? I always refer to these people by their first name because I like to establish the employer-employee relationship from the outset. If you're a doctor, if you're a general, yeah, you went through training, you had to jump through lots of hoops and, and do an awful lot to become qualified. Any yo-yo can run successfully for Congress. Uh, Alexandria the barmaid, case in point, as I
1: like to call her. Okay? <laughs> He's talking about (laughs) AOC. If you didn't pick that up, and you can say that kind of stuff. She's not JFK.
0: She's not JFK, so she's not AOC. She's Alexandria the barmaid, Okay. Yeah,
1: she lives. She lives in New York. Michael can go after her. She picked her place to live. (laughs) Oh goodness gracious! God help us all. But we've got
0: to pay attention, and folks, when we have conversations with our neighbors, if we're going to succeed, and we have to have conversations. Stick to the issues. Stick to, let's stay away from the personalities. Much as I look at Pelosi, and, and by God, she makes my head oh spin my. like the top. Did you see that that ice cream in the freezer chest? Was yes. We like, need ice cream, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice cream, Antoinette.
1: And
0: right. And, and so what did that show? The contempt she has for the people she's supposed to represent. I bet you there are thousands of people in her district who don't have a job and don't have money, and they're scared to death. And there she is standing in front of the refrigerator. If she was classy, she would have stood in front of a blank wall or maybe a bookcase. No, let me show you how well I'm eating. Maybe you're not, but I'm doing really well. Wink, wink.
1: This I is can't, a level I of can't, arrogance yeah. and
0: disconnect.
1: Well, it's Am Maria. It's Maria Antoinette. <laughs> let them eat cake. You know, she's eating ice cream in her and keeping it in her twenty-four thousand dollar. You know, uh, Sub-Zero Freezer. Freezer. Unbelievable. You know, I I heard
0: a rumor. It's not not confirmed, but there's a rumor that the FAA may be suspending her pilot's license for her broomstick. (laughs) I mean, this woman (laughs) is... I don't want to spread false rumors until until there's certainty to the story. But, I mean, it was a how-dare-you moment. It's a how-dare-you moment. Folks, the goal is to put us at odds with each other. You've got foreign governments. Um, China, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, possibly Russia and Iran, pumping billions of dollars into our universities. Charles Lieber was the chairman of the chemistry and chemical biology department at Harvard University. He was arrested by the FBI just before the outbreak, and guess why he was arrested? For taking millions of dollars from China, allegedly, let's be clear, allegedly, and working with them in their labs at Hunan. Think about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, yeah. when you look at that level of stupidity on our part in outsourcing jobs, and Tucker Carlson did an amazing story. He said that he was going to post the interview on his website. There's a, an outfit called the um, McKinsey and Company. They do consulting for major corporations. They were the ones that, that, that hooked these, to talk about hook, line, and sinker, companies on the idea of exporting all of our manufacturing to make more money. Look, I understand that companies make a profit. That's what they do. I'm a capitalist. I'm not a socialist. But understand why kids are going towards socialism. No jobs, no opportunities. Uh, Opportunities for jobs are being given to foreign nationals. When they were talking about these doctors, they said that now 60% of our doctors aren't Americans. Why in the world are we not making certain that American kids get the opportunities? If you really want to be smart, educate kids living in poverty. Give them scholarships if they have the ability so they could become successful. When you don't take care of kids at the bottom rung, these kids are at risk. All that they're surrounded by is violence, failure, and they're desperate to get out. And if you don't have an education, the only way out is to become involved in criminal activity. I saw it with the drug trade. We have you know, I... drugs onto the streets. Go ahead. And uh, <clears throat> well, I just wanted to make the point. So you have kids now who feel hopelessness. And what are we doing? Importing foreign students and foreign workers, destroying the middle class. And so people who are desperate, my dad used to say to me, if you want to turn a capitalist into a communist, take away his money. We have homelessness because wages have been suppressed by a massive influx of foreign workers. And not just illegal aliens, but the H uh, visa programs, the high tech workers. And then as you flood America with more people, there's greater demand for apartments. Well, this is economics demand goes up. Guess what also goes up? The price. Price goes up. You're destroying wages, and and you're forcing the, the cost of housing up, and this leads to homelessness. And of course, the media will say, well, it's about a lot of drug abuse. Some of it is, but you have people that were middle class. They have families. They lost their homes because they lost their jobs, because corporations are more concerned with the bottom line than they are with their own employees. And I love the people who say, well, the Constitution only guarantees opportunity, not outcome. But the people telling you this have golden parachutes. So when they screw up their companies, they walk out the door with more money than their employees will see in a lifetime. The or more, They, they the walk
1: out. Of the, Here's the problem. Uh, right. They walk out with more money than what they lost for the company who fired them.
0: But they're the ones complaining that the money now is going to be more than these people are being paid at the bottom rung. So uh-huh. they won't go back to work, right? I what was the it. incentive for the for the, the head of Boeing when he screwed Boeing into the ground and he walked out the door with a golden parachute? But if the employees lost their job because of that, they'd have a security guard make sure that they don't even take a pen with the company logo on it when they walk out the door.
1: You're right. How hey, let me. That? I want to read this from your article, and this is the reason I'm asking you to read uh, Michael Cutler's article today uh, in... Uh, uh, the the uh, front page uh, magazine dot yep, com page. yeah the yep. uh, founding fathers understood that freedom of expression is at the foundation of our republic 's democratic form of government, hence they made such freedom an element of the First Amendment. You know how important I see that i I led the charge in the last general session to uh, make sure that on college campuses in Arkansas. Uh, we had freedom of expression. None of these safe, free zones and all that crap. We got rid of all of that, finally. Totalitarian regimes, on the other hand, rigidly impose strict controls on language and on the information provided to their citizens. What information is provided is thinly disguised propaganda formulated to maintain tight control over the population. And you have to understand that. That's why when you look at our college campuses, they don't let uh, kids uh, talk about whatever they've got on their mind. No matter how it infuriates somebody, they tell people you can't upset somebody's uh, feelings. That's why I bought that new sweatshirt that I wear around that says facts trump your feelings. All right. That's just the bottom line. There are facts out there. There is truth. There is not multiple forms of truth. That's the other thing, Michael, that's driving me crazy in this country. I've got my truth. No, you either have the truth or you don't have the truth. It's one or the other. You don't have your truth. You're not an oracle from God. I'm just telling you that right now. So I just, you know, it's just it's crazy, Michael. This is nuts. It's nuts, but people are gullible.
0: You know, I, I work with the Speakers Bureau in D.C., and I, I had a room filled with Air Force generals, and, and one was this woman who was the chief judge advocate general for the U.S. Air Force. And she got up, and they were in civvies. You know, we spoke afterwards. And I found out who she was. In fact, a couple of times back, one of the people in the audience is one of our astronauts. It was, it was a thrill to meet him. But she said to me, how do you account for the stupidity of the average American? I said, I can explain it in two words. And she said, I can't believe you can explain that in two words. I said, absolutely, I can. Pet rock. And the whole <laughs> audience went nuts. And I got, a, I got a standing ovation from a room filled with generals. That's very said, true. Someone, right. They're willing to spend money on a rock in a box. And if that wasn't dumb enough, a year later, they made more money with a training manual for the pet rock. Imagine the guy that comes to work, bleary eyed. This friend says, Charlie, you look exhausted. He says, yeah, I was up all night. I was trying to teach my pet rock how to play dead. You know, I mean, this is where we are today.
1: (laughs) I'm with you. Michael, we've got to take a final break. Let's do that. Then we'll come back and finish up our discussion today. Don't forget, FrontPageMag.com. FrontPageMag.com. And the name of the article, just so that you'll have it, is Fake News and Orwell's Ministry of Truth. It is worth your Read. You're not wasting your time when you sit down and you read this from Michael Cutler. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got a few more things to talk about quickly, and then we'll let Michael go today here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, so, Michael, in your article, it's, it's so, this is such a great article. It really, really is. If you don't well, read this you. article, I'm just telling my listeners, you don't read this article, you're really— you're going back and just you're eating hot dog when you could have a sirloin steak I mean seriously or a filet mignon that's what this article is I appreciate Uh, appreciate that so some politicians will will do whatever it takes to win consider back in September 15th of 2016 Washington Post headline Harry Reid lied about Mitt Romney's taxes he's still not sorry from the very beginning of his candidacy, the Democrats pulled out all the stops to try to stop him. The campaign was not about different viewpoints and ide- uh, ideology. It was all about going and doing whatever was necessary to derail his campaign. The entire bogus Russian collusion travesty on, uh, on uh, of course, Trump uh, was concocted to undermine his campaign and then his administration. This elaborate hoax that cost millions of dollars also caused the malicious prosecutions of those associated with the Trump campaign and diverted the attention of our political leaders from critically important issues. Fake news has spread like a wildfire and can be found in all sorts of areas You would never expect to see it. And here, let me just read this to you. Consider two recent articles published by the Defense One website. I have for some time subscribed to that website, which focuses on matters of national security and the military. It creates the impression of being a reliable source of important information. A couple of recent articles caused me to dig into this website, which, as I discovered, is published by the leftist partner organization Atlantic Media. So you got Defense One published the outrageous article, Don't Be Fooled, Trump's Cuts to Who, Aren't About the Coronavirus, and then uh, you got Cuban Doctors accuse International Agency of Profiting from Their Work, etc., etc., etc. People have got to take the time to find out, where they're getting their information from now, Michael. Yep,
0: it's like what Johnny Cochran, the defense attorney for O.J., famously remarked, if you can't trust the messenger, you can't trust the message. Okay, mm-hmm. and the other article that they wrote was Trump's Air Force One, as though this was his airplane and it was a vanity move on his part to order a new Air Force One. The current right. pair of 747s we commonly think of as Air Force One, it's any airplane the president is in, you know, when Bush landed on the deck of the carrier in that fighter plane. That plane was giving the call sign Air Force One. When That's it was correct. A little premature when he said mission accomplished. That was the dumbest thing I ever saw. What a stunt that was! But the point of it is, those airplanes have been in service since since 1991. They were ordered by George Herbert Walker Bush, but he never flew in it as president. Nor will Trump ever fly in the new Air Force Ones unless his successor invites him for a ride. Okay. <clears throat> so understand, he will not fly in the plane. By the time they enter service in 2025, Air Force One will be nearly 35 years old. This is not a vanity move. Why did they do it? The training man, the, the manual will cost $84 million. That's all part of the price, because that complex airplane, the manual, is over 100,000 pages. So was this really a story? No. But it was a hit piece on the president. By sure the way, was. I just wanted to make one quick point. I'm in a documentary by Dennis Michael Lynch. It's the fourth edition of They Come to America. This one is called They Come to America, uh, The Politics of Immigration. It's available at Amazon, and if you belong to Amazon Prime, it's free. And with everyone sitting around, if you want to watch a really great documentary, not because I'm in it, I have a small role in this one, but it was a really well-made film. Everyone needs to see They Come to America the politics of immigration, Uh, we've got to wake up, folks. And when we have conversations with our neighbors, we need to deal with the truth. You know, when I used to interrogate a bad guy, I'd walk into the room and the guy's lawyer is there and the prosecutors are there. And I would turn to the guy and say, let's save each other a lot of time and aggravation. Remember, there's only one version of the truth. And that's something that we need to understand. There there isn't a left truth and a right truth and your truth and my truth. There's the truth. There's the
1: truth. That's right.
0: And that's how it's supposed to work,
1: you know. That that's right and I I mentioned this earlier on when we were talking. It's one of the things that drives me crazy now is people who say, "Well, my truth." And I go, "What are you talking about?" I mean, there's there's a truth it's and then the there's no truth. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's one it's, or the it's other. Why? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's an opinion. That's what it is. That's your opinion. That does not mean it's the truth. And uh, that drives me crazy when I hear people say that. And the young well, you know, people use that a lot.
0: But here's what you got to remember, the power of a question. Voltaire was right when he said you judge a person's intelligence by the questions they ask. As Americans, we need to be able to learn how to ask the hard questions questions to pin down our leaders and make sure they come to understand that we're not the idiots that they hoped we were. We need to hold them accountable. We need to move industry back to the United States. And anybody who says that America needs to import foreign brainpower for America to lead needs to be bounced out of office and quicker the better. Uh, We we are the nation that went to the moon that accomplished so much. The The world's best and brightest have a name, folks. We call them Americans. We call them Americans, and there's nothing wrong with saying, let's put American citizens first. Families put their children first. You don't give money to charity when your own kids are starving. And a country is wrong unless it makes the priority of that country the well-being of its own citizens. How's that for an analogy?
1: That's a, good, that's a good place to end on, Michael. Michael Cutler, our guest. It's always a pleasure to have him on. Hey, Mike, uh, for uh, my listeners, real quickly, 6 o'clock our time is when you'll be on uh, your radio uh, show. Right, that you the Michael do. Cutler Hour blog talk. Yeah, um, blog talk. Uh, how do they get that on the Internet?
0: Just go, just go online and, and just punch in the Michael Cutler Hour blog talk. It'll take you right to it. You can also go to my website, Michael Cutler, one word, C-U-T-L-E-R, Michael net. Go to Dennis Michael Lynch. You can catch my podcast at the subscription service. And, of course, FrontPage Magazine, FrontPageMag.com. I just want you to know what a delight it is to join you. I hope you're well. I hope that all of your listeners are well and safe. Take good care of yourselves, folks. And My favorite bumper sticker said, be kind to the people you meet. You don't know the battles they're fighting. We need to become united as Americans, folks. There's nothing wrong with that. This is the greatest country in history. We need to preserve and protect it, and that's the work all Americans have to do by
1: getting involved. Because democracy is not a spectator sport. We got to get involved. Very You're right. Important. Reagan was right. You know, uh, freedom is only freedom one, is never generation, more than one away. generation
0: from extinction.
1: Yes. That's exactly right. right. All right, Michael, we'll let you go. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Let's do it. Let's do it again soon. What do you say?
0: Absolutely. You call. I'll be there for you. You have a terrific show. You do a great job and your uh, listeners are blessed to have a talk show host like you because uh, you call it the way you see it. And isn't that a rarity today? Unfortunately,
1: a lot of times it is. Thank you, Michael.